You're listening to Radio MD. It's time to Ask Dr. Mike on Healthy Talk. Call or email to ask your questions now. Email Smith at RadioMD.com or call 877-711-5211. The lines are open. That is Smith at RadioMD.com. I love this part of the show. Send in your questions, specific, vague, give your name, don't give your name, whatever. It's just, uh, it's, uh, I love this, this kind of approach. Um, lots of us have health questions. There's a lot of places to go, but I know that you know my show, Radio MD, Life Extension. These are we're credible resources for you. So this is um, from Margareth. She says, hello, Dr. Mike. Thanks for letting us, letting us listeners ask you questions. You're welcome. I'm a 56-year-old woman, and I have a 9-centimeter fibroid on my uterus. I still have regular menstruation, and she puts in parentheses, although getting very tired of it. It's not hurting, but it bleeds a lot, so I have little iron in my body. What are your thoughts about having an operation? I think a lot of women have these fibroids. Or should I wait until the menstruation periods are ended and hope the fibroids disappear with less estrogen to feed it? Or are there other possibilities? Again, thanks for your help. She's from Norway, by the way. Isn't that awesome? So we have listeners all, all over the world. Okay, so uh, what can we do? Uterine fibroids, um, very common problem. Lots of different theories of why they develop, but no one knows for sure. Probably some sort of hormonal imbalance between estrogen and progesterone, what we call estrogen dominance. That's probably one of the leading factors. And that's why we see fibroids most common in women who are in the perimenopausal phase. Okay, That's when you're still having your cycle, but you're not necessarily ovulating every single cycle. Uh, we call that anovulation. And, and that there's a problem with that, and it's this. When a woman has a cycle but doesn't ovulate, no progesterone is really produced to counteract the buildup of estrogen in preparing for ovulation. See, the first part of the cycle is all about estrogen. Estrogen is an anabolic steroid. It is a... uh, a sympathetic steroid. It, it builds up tissue. It gets, gets ready. It gets the woman. It gets, it gets you ready, Margareth, to, um, to, to deal with pregnancy. So it builds up breast tissue. It builds up endometrium tissue, uterine tissue. Build, build, build. That's what, that's what the first half of the cycle says. And then you're supposed to ovulate. And when you ovulate, what's left over if no pregnancy happens, right? So no pregnancy. There's no sperm. What's, when, the, when, the, when the follicle, the egg, bursts open, the egg goes out, what's left behind is called the corpus luteum. If there's no sperm, if there's no fertilization that happens, that corpus luteum produces the progesterone, which counterbalances all those other effects of the estrogen that just happened. Well, women in the perimenopausal phase, they don't ovulate every single time, which means there's not a corpus luteum every single time, which means there's very little progesterone with each cycle. And that estrogen stimulation carries throughout the entire cycle, and we believe, we call that estrogen dominance, and we believe that that might be a cause. We believe it might be a cause of uterine fibroids. Just a theory. So I think... um, 
because you only have one fiber, this is just my opinion. I'm not your doctor. Please go talk to your own doctor. I have to say that, guys. I'm just giving information. But in my opinion, if you have just one fibroid, and it's a nine centimeters, good size, but it's one fibroid. My personal opinion is, is this is not a situation where we go to surgery. This is where we try first something simple. It's over-the-counter. You can get a prescription form of this if you want, but it's over-the-counter, very simple, and it's called progesterone. If the theory is correct that estrogen dominates, not enough progesterone, allowing estrogen to, to take over the entire cycle, if that theory is correct, then adding some progesterone to your body to counteract all that estrogen should help. I'm not saying it's going to completely get rid of it, but maybe shrink it a little bit. That might help with some of the bleeding that's going on during during your uh, menstrual cycle. So personally, when, I, when you hear of a case of a perimenopausal woman with one fibroid having some issues, I think the best place to start is with progesterone. Bioidentical, over-the-counter progesterone, cheap, easy, uh, you get in a cream form. Here's the thing about progesterone cream, though. You got to make sure you apply it in different spots and you rotate those spots. So under the arms, on your stomach, inner thighs, those are the best places because there's thin skin there and there's a lot of fat, though, underneath it. So it absorbs that progesterone. So under the arms, inner thighs, um, you can even do the stomach. Right, But you want to rotate. So one day you apply the progesterone cream under the arms. The next day, stomach. The next day, the right inner thigh. The next day, the left inner thigh. And then you go back uh, to under the arms. Something like that. But you just got to rotate it. If you rub the cream on the same skin area over and over again, the skin becomes resistant to absorbing the progesterone. So start with progesterone. Start with over-the-counter cream and just see how you do. Um, get your blood tested. I should probably say that. Go ahead and get a nice uh, hormonal panel. Let's just see where your estrogen's at. See where, where your progesterone's at. Start the cream. Give it three or four months and see if the bleeding's left. See, you can even do an ultrasound. See if the fibroid got smaller. That's where I would start first. Um, the second option is still not surgery yet, though. So the first option is progesterone cream. Counter estrogen reverse estrogen dominance that's the first step see if that works second step is not surgery instead there's um, a newer technique and, and i know about it because i was a radiologist and we've done these things it's uterine artery em, um, immobilization so what you're going to do is you 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 in a sense you block off the uterine artery that's feeding the fibroids so you go into a radiology examining um, table into a, to a, a, a interventional radiology room, and the first thing they're, they're going to do is they're going to do like, a, like they do for the heart. They do an angiogram, that, and, and they're doing it of the uterus, not the heart, right? So they're do, but it's the same basic procedure. You shoot dye um, into the arteries that feed the uterus, and you can see the main artery that's feeding that fibroid. Once you identify that artery, you can then you can then occlude it. You just block it off. You put some stuff in there and you stop the blood flow and that shrinks the tumor. That shrinks the fibroid tumor. So that would be the second option. So start with the progesterone 
Number one, give it a few months. See how you're doing. Even if the fibroid doesn't shrink, but the bleeding's a little bit better. Maybe that's all you need. Number two, if you don't want that or it's not working, the next thing would be the occluding the uterine artery. And then the third option is surgery, but it's not a complete hysterectomy. And they're like, no, since it's just one fibroid, all they got to do is cut out that one fibroid. It's called a myomectomy. It's a localized surgery. So those are your three options in that order. Progesterone, block off the uterine artery, a myomectomy. And that's the better way of handling a single fibroid in a perimenopausal woman. I hope that helps. I only have 60 seconds left. Let's see. Can I answer this question? No, that one's a long one. Let me go to a smaller one. That one's a long one, too. All right. I can do this one. <laughs> this is funny. I just borrowed a DVD of yours from the library. This is from a guy named Philip. And I noticed the awesome color of your hair. So forget what I actually said on the DVD. He likes my hair. Your hair looks great. <laughs> Help me get rid of my gray hair is basically what he says. He's 47 years old, non-smoker, all that. Um, DHEA has been known to dark, darken hair. Melon extracts, onion extracts, um, amaranth directly on the scalp, black sesame seeds can also help. There's a quick list for you, Philip. Thanks for noticing my hair. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MT. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. 